Hello friends, welcome to the After Hours Lounge. My name is Sandy, I am your host. Welcome back if you are a regular listener. And I say regular listener quite lightly because, if I'm honest, I've not been a very good regular podcaster. Um, At the start of this year, my plan was, I put out the plan of, I'm going to start putting an episode with a guest out every every other week. And and in between, the week in between, um, I will put out a solo episode. So far, I've only put out one solo episode. Um, And then I recorded this episode a few weeks ago, but unfortunately, I got covid um, and it really knocked me out, um, and it, it yeah, it, it, it was uh, it did a real number on me, and I was one, I'm not gonna lie, I was one of those people that was like, oh, it's you know, it's it's a cold, but um, I basically it was basically like really really bad flu for me, which I haven't had really since I was a kid, so it really kind of knocked me out. Um, so unfortunately, this this episode was meant to come out last week, but um, I, I delayed it because I was in my bed, but I'm back now, and I feel much better. Um, it's my first. I'm coming off my first, first, uh, or first, first couple, that doesn't make sense, uh, yeah, first few days back out in the world, um, and I'm feeling much more like a normal human being, and it's done wonders for me, and actually the podcast I'm going to put out next week, I had a plan for what I was going to do, but I'm changing it up a little bit, I'm going to do a podcast about, um, isolation, and, and being alone, and things like that, because it's done a real, my mental health over the last few weeks, a uh, couple of weeks especially ha- has been the lowest it's been for a very very long time um and i've yeah some some dark thoughts have entered my entered my brain that haven't entered my brain uh since yeah for a, at least a year um so yeah it, it's been a difficult um a difficult couple of weeks for me but yeah really pleased um to to be able to bring you this podcast that i recorded with the legend uh mr ian findlay ian is a personal trainer based up in uh, my home in the Highlands of Scotland. He's based in Inverness. Uh, I grew up kind of 10 miles east of Inverness. Uh, so it's great to talk to him. Actually, a number of my friends from back home and also a couple of previous podcast guests um, also recommended that I get Ian on the podcast for the stuff he does talking about mental health and, and just the way he operates and the, the way he runs his business. I'm always kind of fascinated by personal trainers and the way they do it all because uh, anyone who's met me, like I, I'm not a gym person. I don't really, I don't go to the gym. I've, I've only, you know, I've done a lot of sport with my my uh, history and, and career in windsurfing, but um, I was never someone who really went to the gym. Um, so actually, it, it's always something that's really interested me and in, in how people operate. And and it was great to chat to Ian um, about how he does it and and how he also you know tries to coach people's mindsets and everything like that. Um, and we got into his the way he operates with that, you know, the traffic light system that he runs. Um, he's got some great, great views of everything. One of the biggest quotes I take away, I took away from this podcast, is something he said. And when we were discussing the difference between uh, confidence and arrogance, because he's a very confident man, and I was interested to talk to him about that. Um, and he said, to quote, I'm not better than anyone, and nobody's better than me. So it's an equal playing field. So why shouldn't you go out and do it and try and be the best you can be? And it, it was really something, it's something I really struggle with, uh, is, is you know, worrying that I'm being arrogant and often I end up not bigging myself up enough and I think we should big ourselves up. Um, so yeah, it was great to chat to Ian about that. We talked about all sorts of things, uh, you know, the mental health issues, keeping fit, uh, practicing what you preach. We discussed James Smith, someone who I... Uh, uh, I've, I've been following for the last couple of years. He's a, a, a quite famous personal trainer on Instagram. If you're not sure who he is, uh, but I'm, you know, always interesting to get um, get a personal trainer's opinion of him. Uh, Ian actually went to one of his talks, so it was cool to talk about that. And then also, uh, Ian was very vocal about this on Instagram just before we recorded. He went to Turkey at the end of last year and had a hair transplant. Um, and I've had my own battles with losing my hair. 
uh, and things like that. So and it's something that's really affected my confidence. So it was great to chat to Ian about that as well. Um, all in all, yeah, just just an awesome conversation. Um, interesting chat to a few podcasters recently, um, and a lot of them are very shocked. I don't edit my episodes beyond recording this intro, putting the lovely bit of music by my friend Ben Yarrow, uh, and then the actual episode. I don't edit it, and maybe that's me being lazy, but um, I you can't edit a conversation in real life. If you're sitting at the bar and having a few beers, you can't oh stop rewind, you know, like that guy does in Black Mirror. Can't do that in real life. So I, I try and replicate that if I can. Of course, obviously, if there's something that someone doesn't like that they've said, I'm, I'm very happy to take it out, and, and I've done that in the past with guests. But, yeah, I don't really like to edit it. Um, you know, I like, I like to, it's a conversation. It's, you know, it's just talking. Um, and I, I, I try not to edit that. We all slip up, we all make mistakes, and that's part of life. And I suppose I'm trying to normalise that a little bit. And also, maybe I'm being a bit lazy. Sorry. Uh, but, yeah, guys, on with the episode thank you so much for the support so far please do keep listening sharing uh share it on your instagram please give me a rating review all that jazz i'm sorry i say all this at the end of the podcast but it's good to say at the start anyway uh but yeah on with the episode hope you enjoy this conversation with mr ian finley So Ian, why, why, why personal training? Where did that, where did that come from? Was that, was it something you were always in? This is something I'm always curious about with people who are in the kind of fitness industry. Like, was that something you, were you one of those kids at school that started going to the gym at 14 or was it something you found in later life? Yeah. So for, for me, it was really early on. Like um, when I was younger, I used to, you know, compete at a pretty high level. Um, I sport called motocross and kind of raced. Nice. Uh, well, raced kind of all over like Denmark went to California fit Spain a lot and when I was kind of racing to be honest it's a rich people's sport and yeah. my family aren't rich kind of thing so like I was like how do I get ahead of these people etc and uh you know a coach from Glasgow got in contact with me he's like I want to train you for free blah 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 and I was like oh amazing like obviously kind of fitness wise and then that's kind of where I got into it and that's right what led me into training and I was like training two two times a day for like kind of five six days a week um, and I just kind of got addicted to it. And my dream job was either to be a professional uh, motocross rider in the end, or I wanted to go into sports science and kind of go along that route if that if that failed. Yeah. And here we are. So um, just always loved helping people. Um, I'm really empathetic, if that's the right word. Got a lot of yeah. empathy and stuff. So like quite a caring person. So like it kind of ties in well. So um, it's like the feeling that I get from seeing a client get results, whether it's body competition, whether it's performance, whether it's kind of more mindset stuff is like, I can't even describe it. It's just phenomenal. So yeah, um, to be honest, really lucky to be in one of the, one of my dream careers. So that's kind of how it all started. Went to university, studied for four years, and um, doing sports science. Obviously, got my uh, qualifications and degree through that. And then yeah, I just went self-employed straight away, and, and here we are. Nice. What was that? What was that like? That that realization of of kind of getting there and going this this motocross thing isn't going to pan out. Was that was that something that because I guess that could go both ways, couldn't it? But it, it sounds like you went the right way. You went the way of like, actually, no, you know, fuck, fuck that. I'm, I'm, I'm not yeah. going to sit there and be really sad about it because I'm unfortunately not in a position. There's this other thing I'm quite interested in. I'm, I'm going to do that. But was, was that what it was or what? Yeah. What was that? What was that kind of time of your life like? Yeah, it's kind of it's quite hard for me to articulate because it's, it's quite raw, actually. And I don't I 
not many people know I kind of did motocross, oh, etc. race like the way I did and stuff. Because I don't speak about it much because it's like, it's something that kind of bags me to this day. And it's probably my first ever time experiencing mental, mental health when I was younger. Right. was through this period. So basically I got pretty badly injured when I was racing. Well, ah. I had 11 broken bones and three surgeries over my last three years alone. Um, and I did it for like kind of 12 years or whatever. And basically with that, I basically tore my ACL. So obviously ACL is your anterior crucial ligament, your knee, and you're out for nine months. Yeah. So I was on crutches for nine months. And I got out the crutches for three months and I went away to California to train, etc. Uh, came back and was the season about to start, crashed and then broke my leg in four places. So I was on crutches for nine months again. So over the space of 21 months, I was on crutches for 18 months then. I missed out on all my kind of sixth year holidays, missed out and like I couldn't oh. do anything. Couldn't, I was training twice a day, every day. I went from doing everything to nothing. And then it was like, for me, I was like in a low point, but I didn't, I almost feel like I didn't really know about mental health then. So like, yeah. and that's like looking back, I was like, yeah, I was in a pretty bad place then in terms of I wasn't happy. I was pretty down, had no vision. I was just like kind of lost essentially the right word. But, and now that I know it now, because for every bad thing that happens in my life, there's always an opportunity. I find it somewhere. And yeah. if I didn't get hurt, I wouldn't be doing this. So it's almost like, was that meant to happen? Yeah. So yeah, I'm, if I could go back, would I change it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I that's don't. a difficult Maybe, right? yeah. At the same time, though, that's it's that's one of those like completely pointless questions to look at, as you said so so brilliantly just there. Like it's it's kind of put you put you where you are now, um, and I'm sure I'm sure everyone listening will have had like a similar. Most people I've spoken to have had a similar experience where their life was going one way, and then something happens, and then at the time it's pretty <coughs> traumatizing, and then they kind of look back on it and almost go, Do you know what? Actually, you know, it was a it was a good thing. I mean, I've I've spoken about it a lot with my own personal experience. With uh, I I was in a job for a couple of years. Um, in a business I'd been in for, for 10 years and it just drove me into the ground and yeah. I quit. And, and I look back on that time as both traumatizing, but at the same time, like I learned a lot of really valuable lessons, you know, and it's the same, the same with like, you know, relationships, you go out with the wrong person and at the time it's yeah. awful. And then you look back and you go, well, I kind of, I've learned not, not what to do, I suppose. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, really like the kind of job and stuff. Like you learn a lot about yourself. Like, I feel like even that, even from like racing, because it's like a, a solo sport and stuff, training on your own, getting up at like 5 a.m. on your own, being injured on your own, like all this stuff, like you learn a lot about yourself, how you deal with stuff. And like, I feel now that like I've got so much control over my emotions and everything as a result from racing, it's taught me more than school ever could, like yeah. 1 million percent. And obviously, like, it kind of makes you more of an interesting person, the kind of neg- like the bad experiences in your life, because you learn a lot and you become, it's a story, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they, 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 people talk a lot about like uh, the negative confirmation bias. So, you know, like if you if you read 100 comments on your you know video or whatever it is and everyone's saying you're brilliant and then there's one comment saying you're shit, that's the only one you'll focus on. And I suppose it's the same thing with, you know, with with life as well. We always we always talk about our failures more. But I, I think I've said it before, like you, it needs to happen. You need to fail. You need to do it wrong. You need to be shit at something before you can actually become good at it. You know? Yeah, if you you never get better. If the work, the more you fail, the better you get. As simple as that, in my eyes, yeah. it's like the more mistakes you, you make, the more experience you gain. In the, in the long term, you get further ahead, miles miles further ahead. Absolutely. So, is there? Uh, have you have you gone on a have you gotten on a bike again? Is that you know is that something you're you're you've been getting back into, or is is it is there a bit of a kind of barrier there now? I'm a very kind of all or nothing person. So right. for me, it's like I'm in or I'm out. Right. Um, 
you know, so I was off for a few years and then recently, maybe about six months ago, I got a call from a couple of boys who just wanted some on the bike coaching. So I went up to a kind of racetrack and gave them some coaching for a day, had a couple of laps and I was like, I need to stop now because I was like, I'm about to be all in here kind of thing. So yeah, um, yeah I just, I was like, nah, I'm out. So yeah, um, to be honest, where I am at now, I would be risking too much yeah. with my business, my my career, etc. If I got injured and stuff, it's, um, yeah, it's just it's not worth it for me. Um, especially like even going back to like the 18 months I spent in crutches and stuff, like I can't go back to that, no way. Like, no way. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. As you get older, you know, you do you do get responsibilities. And especially for yourself, you know, you're I imagine you're you're fairly active. You're training yourself, you're standing on a gym floor, uh, you know, you're 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 doing examples of exercises and things. You can't really be doing that while you're on crutches. <laughs> do you think yeah. do you think um it, it it's obviously a big thing I talk about as well is is like self-awareness in terms of mental health, but also just in everything, like being being aware of kind of who you are, I suppose, and, and the way you operate is such a great way to keep on top of yourself. When you identified that you were like, right, I'm one of those people that goes all in. I mean, I guess I could say it's it's pretty clear you've used that to your advantage now with your business and stuff like that, because I imagine, you know, there's the whole thing of like being the, the first one in, the last one out kind of thing. Is that is that something that you've you've kind of taken into a positive dimension as well? If yeah, you for sure. So it's... I sometimes try to, try to articulate to, to clients, even if it's someone that's listening to this back, like almost like everything starts with like identifying yourself as the person, like identifies myself as a person that's like, you know, that like doesn't give up, et cetera. Or like if someone says I can't do something, I'd be like, I'm too stubborn to be like, oh yeah, you're right. I'd be like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Like, do you know what I mean? So like it's the way I identify myself. So like it's almost, if you give yourself that identity, it makes you more powerful because you're like, for some people, if I say to you, for example, if I say to one of my pals, or oh, you, you can't, you can't do that. They'll be like, yeah, you're probably right. Because they identify themselves different to the way I do myself. If I, if they say to me, you can't do that. I'd be like, give me that here. I'll do it right now. It's like, yeah. because I identify myself, like I can do that because I've got the self-belief and the confidence from compounding interest in terms of my little wins across the years, which yeah. makes me such a confident, so confident in my ability. Whereas someone on the other side might be like, for example, someone that's maybe not had as much wins as I've, or been as lucky as me to have as many wins as I have had, might be like, oh yeah, you know what, you're probably right, kind of thing. Like, yeah. um, like it kind of way to explain it. Like, obviously, my dad, I love him to bits and stuff, but like, if I say like a goal to him, he'll never look at the, the first thing he does is find a flaw in it, and it's yeah. like, and that triggers me. I'm like, don't, don't die me, like, and then so like because I identify myself as a person that's like, if I'm gonna do something, I'll succeed in it, and but I think it's so powerful, like like learning about yourself and like knowing like if I if I put my mind to anything I'll do it because I've identified myself as that and this only difference between doing it and not doing it is identifying yourself yeah. as the person that gets stuff done kind of thing yeah what are your what are your thoughts on uh because obviously as what you just said there like you're you, you know you're you've got a lot of self-confidence you're, you're very confident with yourself and, and and what you can achieve and, and things like that how how do you define uh confidence against arrogance but how do you how do you tread that line? And this is this is this is by no means me having a go at you. It's something I'm genuinely interested in because I've always thought like, oh no, uh, but me personally, I'm like, no, 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 I can't be too confident because people will think I'm arrogant. And then I, I had a guy on the on the podcast, a guy called Will, who's uh, a kind of therapist, does a lot of hypnotherapy and all that stuff. And we had a chat about it, and he he kind of called me out on it and was like, no, mate. He was like, confidence is a good thing. He was like, you yeah. you need to do it. And and for me, I was I was always very much like, no. I don't want to appear confident at all. I want to always be on the kind of humble side, but 
I genuinely, I think that does something to you in the back of your mind. You end up sitting there always going, oh, well, maybe I'm not that good at it. And I, I think we could all do with a bit more confidence, but often, and especially in men, sometimes it, it does come across as arrogance, doesn't it? So how, how have you managed to kind of tread that line? I think especially when you get to know me on a personal level, people know I'm like the most humble person ever. But the way that I look at it is I'm not better than anyone, but yeah. no one's better than me. So like, yeah, that's good. And what I mean by that is what I mean by that is not in terms of like sport and stuff. Like if I give an example, like people like look up to the Kardashians or I don't know, like I don't know, like the guys look up. To, do you know what I mean? And it's like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, they're not better than me, but or etc. cetera, do you know? And if someone's like, for example, like, I always think, like, it doesn't matter who someone is. I'm never better. I'm not better than anyone. I'm not better than, than you or my friend or, you know, people who've been in my life and not my life anymore. I'm not better than them, but they're not better than me either. It's like, yeah. we're all just doing the same thing, aren't we? We're all just trying to have fun and have a good time, really. So I love that. Like, in, terms of, in terms of my confidence, I'm confident because I know what I can do. But then in the, on the flip side, I know what everyone else can do as well. So, like, because yeah. I'm not better than anyone. Like, not yeah. I never think that. Even when I was racing and stuff at like a good level, I was lapping someone. I'm like, yeah, I might be better than racing, but they'll be better than me cooking. Do you know what I mean? There's always like, it's just yeah. one dimension. Absolutely. It's almost, it's almost like the saying, like, don't judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree. So yeah, like, that's nice. I know people in school and I'm talking in school, they were massive underachievers and now they're like phenomenal jobs. I'm like, what? And then I know people who are like, in school would like laugh at us because we weren't as smart as them and now they're not doing as much with as my friends are who weren't as smart. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. it's like different kind of yeah. Yeah. Everyone's good at something, everyone's bad at something. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It, it always brings to mind there's a there's a I think he's from New Zealand or maybe Australia. There's a guy called Tim Minchin and he did a, a commencement speech or whatever for a university and he was talking about the way he always judges someone is by the way they treat the, the lowest person in the room. So if he's in a restaurant, he'll judge a person by the way they treat the waitress or anything like that. Because he he said very similar to what you said. It's like, just because it, you, you can't judge someone on their circumstances. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, yeah. you, can't, you can't judge someone because they're working in a restaurant versus they're working for a Fortune 500 company and going on a private jet or, you know, do you know what I mean? You know, whatever. Yeah. You, you can't do it. And I think that's that's a really nice sentiment. And, and especially the bit that you said and, this is something I've learned recently is, and actually me, me and uh, my friend Kyle, who we were talking about, who was another one of our mutual friends who told me to get you on the podcast. Um, yeah. We, we were talking about like, what, what is, what is like your, your cornerstone, like your, your meaning of life. Um, and I watched a podcast with the comedian, Jimmy Carr, which was unbelievable. I never thought he was, again, I, I completely didn't judge the book by the cover. And um, <laughs> he, he was like, what, you know, so the guy said to him, what is the meaning of life? And he was like, I'll do it in five words. And he went enjoying the passage of time. And he said that, yeah. and that for some reason, it's just stuck with me. And, and me and Kyle had a conversation. He was like, what, what do you think yours is? And I said, I was like, that's it. You know, and you, you just yeah. said it there as well. Like uh, ultimately we're all, we're all here. Yeah, of course we want to succeed and we want to feel like we're doing good, but ultimately we kind of want to have a good time along the way, you know, and once, yeah, you, yeah. once you realize that, I think that really changes the way you, kind of treat people when you realize oh, this person doesn't want to fight me or have a go at me or anything. They probably just want to have a nice time as well. Of course, there's going to be dickheads around every corner, but ultimately they're outnumbered by people that just want to, you know, be nice um, and, sure, have someone, yeah. and have someone be nice to them. You know, the end of the day, we all get born the same way and we all get buried the same way kind of thing. So it's like, yeah. no, no one's better than anyone kind of thing. So yeah, 
I totally, totally uh, agree with what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. So how 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 does that work within within personal training? As I said, I'm a I'm I'm not a I'm not a gym kind of guy really. Um, I guess similar to your motocross uh, story, I left Scotland. Uh, when I was 18, moved to Australia and basically lived abroad for 10 years, uh, coaching windsurfing and competing and stuff. So uh, I suppose, uh, I suppose similar. So uh, I, I've done a lot of sport, not, never, never, I've never really been to the gym. And then more recently I've got into Brazilian jiu-jitsu and now I'm just doing that. Nice. But, so, so that that's my first real thing of, of going into a gym and stuff. And I found it super intimidating. So how, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm trying to say, but how, how, how's that? How do you deal with that with, with this mindset that, that you have? And I always imagine personal trainers, I suppose, as being like, huge, big, muscly, <laughs> all this. And they're trying to, they're basically trying to intimidate, you know, everyone yeah. and be like, I'm, I'm, I'm the best trainer because I'm the most ripped is, yeah. is, is, yeah. How, how do you, how do you go about it? I suppose just explain it to me as, a, as someone who's a complete gym noob. <laughs> so like, I, my business is all online now, apart from my gym, where it's like a group class. So I don't actually PT on the gym floor anymore. Okay. Um, but I totally get what you mean. People just think of PTs like, because there is ones like that, and that's more bodybuilders. Right. But to be honest, a lot of the time, the biggest, most scariest looking guy is the softest guy there who's actually really nice behind it all. It's like a front, essentially. But um, yeah, that's a story for another day. But yeah, <laughs> like for me, it's like whenever I'm in the gym, like see if I see someone in the gym, or like, what can I give an example? Yeah, if I see someone in the gym that's struggling, I'm like, oh shit. Like, I feel really uncomfortable because I'm like, oh shit, they're struggling. Like, can I help? Or like, do I go and help? Or like, would that make them feel more comfortable? So like, yeah. and that's like someone, uh, like, like, this is my job and stuff. So like, PT, like, a lot of people I find, if they're working out near me in a commercial gym, you can almost see them like, look at it, see if I'm watching. I don't watch anyone because it's like, I'm doing my own thing. I don't want to make anyone feel intimidated. But like, deep down they're probably thinking oh shit he's judging me but deep down i'm thinking oh shit i hope they're not thinking that i'm judging them so it's like <laughs> yeah Cast um, 22. yeah yeah so in terms of i think i kind of went off track from your question no, there, no, but, no 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 mate keep going yeah 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 but in terms of like i think <laughs> pt some pts have bad names and stuff but i don't know one pt personally that doesn't want the best for people in the gym like newbies whether they're a client or not yeah. um i think they've all got like people's most of them have people's best interest at heart and yeah so like i totally get though in a gym it is intimidating like i went to a new gym and i was like a little bit because i didn't know who was there what you know like where things were and where things were positioned it's totally normal by the end of the day everyone's too busy doing their own thing i'm too busy doing my thing to see what you're doing and if you are doing something or you do trip and fall i don't know I'm probably laughing for a second, but I'm thinking, shit, like, I hope they're okay kind of thing. Like, yeah. I wouldn't laugh out loud, but, you know, if, if you see Literally. someone walking down the high street and they trip, oh, I always you laugh, have a little, yeah. you know? <laughs> oh, man, I can't help it. I find it so funny, and I feel I feel awful every the, time. <laughs> I'd be the first to laugh. I'd be the first to help you pick up your, yeah. your books whatever you dropped kind of thing. But, yeah, um, yeah so that's kind of... Yeah. How... Yeah, that, that... What you touched on there is, like, a really interesting thing, and that that's what people find when they go into the gym is it is like for lack of a better term it, it can be looked at as like a bit of a dick measuring contest you know everyone like goes in and they spend more time looking at what everyone else is doing rather than actually what what they're doing is that is that kind of something that you really try and you know like cover the, the only other personal trainer I've had on um is a a guy called Ben who who has his own gym down on the, the south coast of England where I live and he you know, for example, one thing he did, he, he, there's no mirrors in his gym. He got rid of all the mirrors 
because he was like, I don't want people stand. And maybe that's, you know, a lot of people say, well, you need a mirror so you can check your form or whatever. But he was like, well, that's why I'm here. You know, so like, yeah. what, what, how, how do you go about navigating that, you know, that dick measuring contest basically and, and, and getting people to more focus on, on themselves, you know? Yeah. So I actually seen a really good post I actually shared in my story the other day. It's like, um, I actually go into it a little bit. It was about this uh, professional running coach and this little girl come up to him and was like, can you coach me? Can you coach me? Please, please, please. And he's like, yeah, in a minute, in a minute. And she's like, kept going on. He's like, I'm helping these people. I'll help you in a minute. Just sit in the stands. I'll come over and I will help you. Yeah. And then he ventured over to help her. And she's like, I've got a running, you know, she did a hundred meter sprint or whatever it was. And she was like, I've got a race in six weeks. And she's like nine years old. She's like a kid. And she's like, I want you to help me. He's like, okay, I'll help you. I'll help you. And she did the race and she came last. And it's a true story. So she came last and she was like, oh, I came last. And then he's like this, you just ran the hundred meters in 18 seconds. Your best before was 19.8 seconds. You just yeah. broke your own world record. And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you just done the best you've ever done. He was like, you're not racing against the seven other people to your side. Yeah. You're racing against yourself. So if you go and win, you just did in that, in 18 seconds. If you go and run next week, but run it in 20 seconds, but come first, you've not done better. Yeah. You've beat the other people, but you've not done better because you've not beat your best. Yeah. But if you go and run it in 17 seconds and come fifth, again, that's better than coming first in 20 seconds because you beat your own best. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I've seen that. I was like, that is absolutely class. So, yeah, yeah for me, it's like, and people understand, like, relative to the strength. So, for me, I'm, for example, 70 kilos. I should not be optimally or technically as strong as someone who's 100 kilos because mass is mass. So, like, people need to understand that, like, genetically, they're not programmed to be as strong as X person or, or as fit as X person because some people have, like, genetic, let's say, abilities as such naturally yeah, of yeah. course you can train and stuff but it's like you should only be focused on what you're doing just like the person the, the kind of coach was saying to the girl it's like if you're doing you know if you're running your 5k 30 seconds better than you were four weeks ago it doesn't matter if your friends do it two minutes quicker you're 30 seconds quicker yeah 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 that's such a good story that's so, such a yeah, it's 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 such a simple such a simple way of looking at it like and that that it, you know it, it's something i talk about a lot that uh, there's a quote i use a lot comparison is the thief of joy um, yeah and and it's so true and it's something i i do it every single day you know I, I just said to you like i spent many years um abroad windsurfing and all this and i'm not the i'm not i'm not the fittest looking guy i'm i'm very tall i'm i'm, I'm a big human basically and all my friends weren't they're all like quite, you know a bit smaller and ripped and then uh, they all have beautiful heads of hair we'll get onto the hair later on um <laughs> but it, it's always something i really really struggled with um, and then now I, I just I turned 30 in August and now I'm only just starting now to like realize that it it fucking it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, you know, pizza tastes just as good for me as it does for my mates. It doesn't matter if I yeah. don't look like them, you know, going going for a, going and watching the sunset. It doesn't look nicer for them just because they're, you know, in better shape than me. You exactly. know, like, like you yeah. said, as, as, as long as I'm, you know, kind of kind of getting better. And, and I think unfortunately there, there's no um there's no magic like word or or kind of anecdote or story to be said that's going to make someone feel good about themselves you know it, it, it there's no way we've all got to kind of find our own way around it but you know stories like what you just told there or people like yourself as well that help people you know get into shape um you know that's that's what it is and, and i think people are generally you know in this day and age as well coming around to realize like it, it's a marathon not a sprint isn't it when it comes to accepting yourself but you know also getting in shape and how 
I guess, le- leading nicely onto my next question. Um, I noticed as well, having a look through your Instagram, uh, just doing a bit of research before we hit record, you you do talk, you know, just as much about mindset as you do about, you know, you do post like the before and afters and, and how people have done over, I think it's 12 week challenges you do and stuff. But but within that as well, it looks like you you do kind of talk to them a lot about, you know, mindset and, and kind of change, changing their frame of thinking um, as they as they progress through. Is, is that something that you, you started doing straight away or something you got more into as you you know, went down the personal training route? Yeah, so when I was started off, in the, obviously, the gym floor, um, it was more just, like, giving people sessions. And I was like, listen, I've, I've trained four years in university for this. Like, I'm not just here to count people's reps. I was like, there's more to yeah. it. Then I started going to the online coaching where you're kind of looking at people's kind of lifestyles, their routines, their kind of mental state, and, you know, the amount of self-belief they've got themselves, amount of confidence, et cetera, et cetera. And this is all stemming from the kind of wins they get across in terms of their body composition, you know, how they feel in terms of their daily routines or structures, their environments. And then that's kind of what my coaching is based upon now. So my kind of mission statement is basically um, optimizing people's body composition, uh, maximizing their self-belief and building more development across all areas of their life in terms of confidence, self-belief, mindset, etc. That's kind of like my mission statement. And that's what my coaching does now. So it's kind of just branched off and be like, right, if I can do that, I can do that. And if I can do that, I can do that. Yeah. And it's just about getting people to be raising their expectations, understanding what they're capable of as individuals. And like I said earlier, like I feel like if you give me a challenge, hundred percent I'll do that. If you just give me enough time, I'll get it done because I know like what people are capable of. I've seen my clients go from like here to like here and just I just know what people are capable of. So and obviously having more belief in them, they're like, oh shit, he believes in me. I'm like, of course I do. And it allows them to kind of level up as well. Yeah. And as you mentioned previously as well about like comparisons of thief of joy, that's like the problem with Instagram. It's like probably causing a lot of mental health things because right. people are comparing themselves to like, for example, the Kardashians are like, yeah. or like even when people look at me, like people message me and they're like, oh, your, your life's so class. Like, you know, you train twice a day and stuff. I'm like, yeah, but you don't see me get up at 5 a.m. and still work at 9.30 p.m. You don't see that side. No. It's like people are like, oh, like it must be so easy for you to train twice a day. I'm like, yeah but i'm awake for 18 hours do you know what i mean like or, or 16 17 hours and it's yeah. like people are always comparing it to some way or another but yeah kind of going off tangent there but yeah that's kind of where i i did i kind of took it more into the psychological side of things as well because for me like i as a kind of proper caring person it's like get people in really good shape it all might be helps with mindset anyway but when you kind of get that mindset shift from someone who like had a message from someone last night it was i popped in my story today or last night who basically said they didn't think they'd be here at the end of the year as in like yeah yeah still still here and now they said they're in the best place they've ever been in terms of their mindset and i'm like awesome like 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 feeling that it's like one of the proudest things you can you can feel yeah. like better than any race i've ever won any championship i've ever won it's like fuck the championships no one cares it's like yeah. someone texting you that it's like mind-blowing yeah i bet and that that must like that only further like endorses your own confidence in your head as well. When you see them succeed, I guess it forces you to become better. So it, it, it's like a, it's like a, a vicious circle, but like a good one. I can't think of I can't yeah, like think the full circle. Yeah. 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 I can't think of the right. Yeah. The better word for it, but yeah, like it's, you know, they, they do well. That makes you be like, this is working. I'm, do- I'm doing good. And then it makes you step up, which only makes it, it better for your, for your clients. So break, break, like break it down for me. I'm not. I'm not asking for your your tricks of the trade and stuff. And you you know you may want to, you may not want to like get get too into it. But how how does the obviously the physical coaching is you know fairly fairly obvious uh, how that goes. But in terms of mindset and things, do you 
do, do you basically just kind of ha- keep them accountable, I suppose, and like message them and say, you know, how, how, how are you feeling and, and, and stuff like that? And, and like, it's something I talk about a lot. And one of the cornerstones of the, the podcast and everything is I just say, you know, check in on your mates. Um, is that, is that something that you do? How, how does that kind of mindset coaching, you know, work? Is it just conversations? So basically we've got really kind of strict structure frameworks and procedures put in place. So for example, we'll get like the full run through check-in from me, which kind of analyzes the whole week from nutrition to mindset to, right. you know, progress in terms of whatever their goal may be. And on top of that, on Sunday, we have a traffic light voting system. So every Sunday we'll vote red, amber or, or green. Um, and basically I've got a client success coach who I pay and his sole job is for anyone that votes red on the Sunday night, on the Monday morning to get shit on them and basically get them from red to amber or basically red to green, okay? So basically he'll be on, on in contact with them on Monday because when they vote red, I'll, then I'll ping them a question saying, okay, what are you struggling with this week or you know your mindset, whatever it may be. They'll put a big text in it. He's straight onto the message on the Monday morning and then he follows them up on the Thursday on top of that to make sure that they're kind of still making progress and getting forward. On top of that, I've got the check-in for myself. We do a group check-in as well on top of that called the weekly sync each week which is like a group check and it's more mindset stuff we focus on. There'll be a kind of main topic and then questions at the end to help. We've got kind of private mindset uh, podcasts. I get guest speakers in, psychologists, um, athletes, like uh, all this stuff. So um, that's how we basically build the mindset. It's like if a client was come on board with me and said the mindset's not better at the end, I would literally give them all the money back, 100%. That is, that is a... That is a far better answer than I was expecting, mate. If I'm honest, that that's 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 awesome, mate. That's so cool that you've built a because I think, and and this is coming from me who hates structure and it's not it's not for me. But I can imagine with with the the nature of what you're doing and the the work and everything like that. Like if you didn't have that structure and it was just them messaging you when they felt because often, especially with you know mental health and mindset and stuff, like people need to be like prodded before they before they do it and, and maybe that sounds bad to some people and you know yeah. I, I apologize if that's the case but to me you know and that's why I always encourage often it's not the the person who's struggling is not the one that's going to start the conversation it's yeah it's their friend who goes hi you, you've been you've been a bit quiet or I guess for you you know it's like oh I noticed your light was red this week or even one of your you know your pals and you're like right well you know I've not heard from you whatever and then that, then you can slowly start it. And as I've always, you know, I've always said, it's not about barging straight in the door and going, right, you don't, why, what's wrong with you? Why don't you feel very good? Why, why don't you come and join us on Friday night? It's not about that. You know, I said, even, you know, and, and I've struggled a lot, you know, regular listeners will know, but obviously you won't. And I've, I've struggled you know, really badly over uh, 2018, 2019, but even people like, you know, your friends like tag you in something on Instagram, they send you a meme or something like things like that cheer me up. Because you're like, yeah. oh, th- this person thought about me when they when they saw this funny thing. They thought, oh, Sandy will like this. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And and something like that, you get said that and you're like, oh, my, my friends do like me. They literally sent me this, you know, and it's little things like that. But it's it's such a difficult line to tread because you've got to keep keep the person who isn't struggling almost like accountable, but without making them feel like they've got a responsibility, if you know what I mean. Sometimes it doesn't have to be as much as that. Like, see, like when I've been stressed at work and stuff, because <laughs> I I literally live off stress. I like if I don't have stress, I'm useless. So like, I need stress, but like oh, really? sometimes it like gets on top of you. And like if I got a walk or stuff, I'm a bit like, oh my god, I'm I'm struggling here. Like not not struggling because like I said on, on Instagram, I genuely ha- have 
things I put in place to make sure my mental health is really good. So I'm really lucky in that space, which we could maybe speak about in a minute or so. But before that, like, if I'm going out a walk, and I, re- I recognised before I was going down the canal, and I was like, right, what do I need to do? You know, I just feeling a bit, bit not great, to be honest. Yeah. And then this guy walked past me, he's like, oh, morning, how are you doing? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm really good, thanks. He's like, oh, yeah, good as well, have a great day. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And I was literally like, whoa. I was like, you, you actually just made me feel class. And I was like, it's, it's even a little thing like that can just change your day. And after yeah. that, I was like, oh, my God, he's so nice. And like, yeah. and then after that, I felt class. I was like, wow, like one little thing, just someone saying, how are you? And then I hope you have a good day, like a random. And I was like, that's, that's weird. Like, yeah. it's weird how it made me feel like that. So, um, yeah, I get what you mean in terms of like reaching out and prodding your mates and stuff. But it doesn't even have to be like, it can be just someone else you don't even know. Like that, I didn't yeah. even know that person. It's mental. Yeah, there, there, there can be such. And you hear, you hear all these amazing stories of, you know, like someone on a bridge who's like going, you know, going to, to, to take their own life. And then some passerby random, you know, comes across and says, hi, and like talks them down. You hear these amazing stories and it, it's true. You know, it, all it takes is these, these little things, obviously not, not every case is, is as severe as that, but um, I, I mean, yeah, while, while I'm here, I'll just say it to everyone listening. Like, yeah, if you do one thing tomorrow, just send a funny meme to a friend that you haven't spoken to for a while or send them a message saying, how you doing? How was your Christmas? And anything like that, it, it does make a huge difference. Um, some, something you just said there, Ian, you, you said, or what I gather from it is, did you say you like, you like thrive on stress? Is stress something that motivates you? If you're, you know, when do you, yeah. do you find yourself, if you're not doing something productive, does that stress you out more? If you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, when, when I think about it, like, obviously everyone's got mental health. Like you've got physical health. It's either good or it's bad or it's in the middle. It's, it's, it's just, a, it's a, it's a level, right? It's a certain yeah. level. And like when I think about it, when I'm not doing something that's stressing me or keeping me like on my tiptoes, like then I start to feel not great. Like it's weird. It's like if I'm not doing something that's like make me making me work harder, I'm not training well, or then I do generally feel my mental health not as good. Like like I said, I'm not gonna sit here and be so rude enough to say, oh, you know, like you know, it makes me down and stuff, or not down, but like. I struggle with mental health because I'm lucky enough to don't, but everyone struggles to some degree. Like my yeah. struggle might not be near as bad as someone's best day. Do you know what I mean? But like, yeah. that doesn't, that doesn't me, invalidate. That doesn't, in, don't, don't let that invalidate your own one. Cause I think that's what some people struggle with is they, they devalue their own struggles because they look at other people who, who are, you know, perhaps, you know, suicidal or in deep, deep depression. And they look at their anxieties and go, oh, I'm, I'm fine. Cause I'm not, because I'm not like that. And that's, I think that that's also, that's, that's bad as well. You know, you, you've got to, like you said, you, you've got to own, you can own your wins and everything like that, but you've got also, also got to own it. Like, yeah. And it can be as small as sometimes I get a bit anxious having to, you know, go like, like for me, you know, going, going every time I go to jujitsu at the moment, before I go, I'm like super nervous and all this and my hand, I do this with my hands. I get really, you know, the, well, those listening, I start like clenching my hands and I get really nervous and stuff like that. And then the minute I get in the car and drive, I'm super chilled and I'm lucky yeah. enough that's that's kind of where my mental health is at now like it, it gone from what it was now now i'm just a bit anxious but i don't let that um i don't like devalue that and be like no i'm, I'm perfect you know it's 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 important to be like yeah some sometimes i've struggled you know it's it's a uh, it's such a huge spectrum uh mental health and that that's the problem with it you know physical health like you said you tear your acl well you've torn your acl mate it's done it's gone it's snapped you know mental health it's like well yeah sometimes i'm I'm anxious and I feel a bit funny, but then I have a cup of tea and go for a walk and I feel fine, you know? Yeah. And other days 
you know, you feel worse or you feel better, but it, it doesn't invalidate that day. If you, if you understand what I mean. For sure. And like I was saying there, like, if I don't have like, say for example, if I'm not busy at work or if I don't have something that's like keeping me like seriously on the ball and like, if I don't have to get up and think, right, I've got to do this, then I'll start to feel a bit lost. Like, I'll start right. to feel a bit down. And then generally, I do feel, I do feel down when I'm not busy. So, like, yeah. for me, it's like, as soon as I've done one project, or even before that, I'm thinking about the next one, because I'm like, I need to be busy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying I have mental health issue, not, not issues, not the right word, mental health struggles. Yeah, yeah. Everyone does. Of course, everyone does. Like, when, when someone close to you passes away, like, you know, like, everything that can obviously affect your mental health, or like, even just like, you know, if, falling out with someone going through breakups whatever it may be I don't know but like like for me like ever, most people have been through breakups like for me if I'm going through a breakup I'm like okay cool I need to get busy I need to have a project to work on I need to just do this this and this and I'll be absolutely fine so like, people deal with things in their own way but like for me if I was going through like for example a breakup and I wasn't busy or didn't have a project or something to stress me to make me take action I'd probably be in a bit of a bad way but for me yeah Luckily, I found it not bad because I was like, okay, cool. What am I going to do about that? Nothing. It's done. But what I can do is like, I'm, I'm so busy right now. I've got to work on this. And I'm going to take this and use an opportunity to take my kind of personal fitness to here, my business to here, you know, spend more time with my friends and stuff. So it's like branching out. And the busier I am, the kind of more um, switched on I feel in terms of my head and the happier I feel. So yeah. I don't know if anyone listened back to this, but like, I can't go to sleep the night before without having a full structure, even if it's a Saturday night for a Sunday of what I'm going to do that day. I need three main tasks. Mm-hmm. I need to know an hour by hour roughly schedule because it keeps me, it keeps me good uh, in my head. Yeah. It's just like, it's just routine. It's like when I get like, I do like, I love taking stuff off. So like, see when I take stuff off, it makes me feel good. Yeah. And I, I honestly swear it helps my mental health. Like it sounds daft, but like, just try it. Just try and be productive as much as possible. And the more you're productive, you feel better about yourself. And the better you feel about yourself, the more you want to be productive. So it's like, yeah. like you said, that full circle. You're like, well, like, like you said at the at the start as well. It's the it's the small wins, isn't it? I I don't keep a, a daily check. I have a week. I keep a weekly checklist um, for for myself. So I, I on a Sunday evening, I sit there and I go right. What do I have to do this week? And I blah 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 blah. And sometimes I'll add to it on on you know whatever day it is. Um, but I, I completely agree with you. It's super satisfying just deleting, you know, like I, I put it on my notes on my phone and I just whoop, that one's gone. Whoop, that one's yeah. gone. Whoop. And then, you know, if I get to a Friday and it's empty, I'm like, fuck yeah. You it know, it feels you, like the stress when you tick it, it's like you're ticking away stress almost. Yeah. 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 It, you know, it is, it is good. So what do you, uh, and, and I think that that's something as well. It comes with, um, if you're passionate about what you're doing and you've got your own business and things like that, I think that's something as well. It's something I really struggled with um, for a little while was kind of finding that balance of like, actually it is okay to take a break and stuff. You know, you don't always need to be, you know, like for me, if I wasn't doing work, I'd be like, right, well, I need to be doing a podcast. I need to be recording a podcast. If I wasn't doing that, I'm like, well, I should be, you know, doing more work. And it's difficult. How, how do you, what, what do you do in your, your downtime? Cause I guess you're obviously really passionate about working out, but that's kind of work for you. So how, how do you balance that? Yeah. So like, do you mean in terms of what do I do in terms of hobbies or what do I do to keep myself in check? Like in terms of my head and stuff? I suppose both mate, both. Yeah. So for, I want to share this because I, I find it helps me. And like, I, like I said, I, I don't have much, too much struggles with mental health. But I think I would if I didn't do this. I think everyone does if they don't have something dialed in. The reason why I'm saying this is because the amount of clients I have now or before who, after, like, once they finished and, like, you know, we changed their routines and structures, they're like, my mental health has never been so good because yeah. they've got something here. So, number one for me is environment. Like, surrounding yourself with positive people. Like, see, 
if someone comes to me and starts talking negatively, I'm switched off like big time. Just like I don't want to hear it. I don't say that to them, obviously, but I'm just no, like no, no. and brushes off of me. And I'm just like after you need a break. So like I, I, the people I surround myself with, like all my friends or my business partners and stuff, they're all positive people. They're all kind of upbeat, and it, it rubs off of me. It, make, it basically energizes you. So like. I guess the people, it's like, are they, do they energize you or do they basically train you kind of thing? So that's one of them. The other, and then like in terms of environment as well, consuming the right content. So like, I guess it goes back to like, for example, if people want to listen to the, or watch the Kardashians, I don't know what you do. That's fine. But a lot of people be looking there thinking like, oh, I wish I had that shoes yeah. or, or, or those, that Gucci necklace or whatever. But like, I like listen to personal development stuff. So like high performance podcast or like, yeah, I just started their book. I just started their yeah. book. It's sick. It's sick. Are you, do you know the guy Stephen on Instagram? It's, it's, yeah, Stephen Bartlett. Stephen Bartlett. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like his stuff. It's like, because it, it you're consuming good content and it, it makes you feel good and it makes you like, oh, like it makes you feel positive and energized, essentially. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's environment. Um, the other one is like daily actions, like I kind of touched upon it, but, but being productive and looking after myself. So like people like, okay, like, this is something as well, like across Christmas, I was training a lot. Right. And people are like, not people, I mean, people, I say one or two people are like, oh, like chill out, it's Christmas and stuff. I'm like, nah. but I did it for me. I'm not doing it for you or to put it, yeah. or to show you how, how, how hardcore I am. It's like, I'm running on Christmas day because it makes me feel like phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so it's like, that's looking after kind of me. It doesn't matter if it's Christmas day. If I don't, I don't feel as good. So I'm going to do it because it makes me feel good. Um, so it's like my daily actions, like, even stuff like sleep. See, if I don't sleep as well, I feel a bit more down. So it's yeah. like, I just need, if I get my sleep on point, I have my daily actions done. I, I train because I feel good after it. I don't train because I want to be an Olympic athlete. I train because I, I want to feel good. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I do as well. And I definitely recommend to anyone listening back, surround yourself with good people, have daily actions, exercise, or do whatever makes you feel good. Um, be productive, get decent sleep. And then lastly is like, the, the kind of the time I can relate to what I do kind of feel down at all is after having alcohol like see after I have alcohol the whole next week I'll feel really down like mm-hmm. I don't feel down like I'm, never, I'm such like an energetic person yeah. but like even after being out and I want to go out with my mates and stuff but like the Sunday the Monday the Tuesday the Wednesday everything I just feel like in a bad place and I always one of my mates Calum who I train well a lot I'm really close with Calum I'm just like how do these people do it like every weekend I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm actually asking the question like how do they do it like how do you go out every weekend and feel sane like and it's I think I generally think that's a massive thing so like obviously a lot of people are binging on alcohol drugs whatever it may be um feeling over feeling shit not doing anything and it's just like a domino effect so yeah. for me like removing obviously all that alcohol obviously I don't do drugs anyway but like or try to reduce alcohol at least um, is, is a massive thing for me because I just feel horrendous after it. It's just how, um, it. how old are you? 25. 25, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I dude, it's so, it's so weird. We are, we are literally cut from the same cloth, mate. It's so so interesting hearing hearing everything you say. And I, I'm, so yeah, as I said, I, I turned 30 in August. Um, I During the years I worked abroad, I, yeah, I drank a lot because it's kind of just part of the culture. Uh, you know, I was in Greece mainly, sunny, sunny places. You know, you go in the sea, you come out, and you, you, can have a, you always have a couple of beers every evening, basically. Um, and yeah. I, I, I spent the, because my business is, is online, I, uh, I went and spent the summer there this year. Um, and I didn't really drink for most of last year. And I found it difficult being there. And it took me a while to, you know, at the beach bar every evening, I was drinking sparkling water or like a lime and soda. And the first few weeks, people were like, what are you doing? 
And I was like, I just don't, I don't see the point. I was like, if we're going yeah. on a mad one, a bit like you said about motocross, all or nothing. I was like, if we're, if it's Friday night, we're going on a mad one, I'll do it. But like, yeah. I'm not just going to drink four beers before I go home and watch a movie and go to bed. There's, I don't see the point because yeah. it's just going to, and I've always been, I've always been quite good with hangovers. It's not the, it's not the hangover for me. It's like, it's like the, the anxiety I get after of like, I just feel the like fear. I'm not, I'm, I feel, yeah, the fear, the beer fear, mate. <laughs> I don't. I just don't feel like I'm being a good human being. I'm like, I'm just. You just wake up and you're like, I don't know why this happens. And if anyone listening can tell me, then please do. But you know, you wake up and you're like, you just feel like shit about yourself. You're like, why, yeah. why, what am I doing? Who am I? What you know? All this. It's so difficult. But ev- everything else you said as well uh, was brilliant. You know, surrounding you, surrounding people, surrounding yourself with uh, with the right people. I think that's that's hugely valuable. Um, essentially, I I took uh, the exercise bike you can see behind me. I tore my MCL a few months ago, so I bought a bike to rehab my knee, and I took that up to Scotland with me when I went up for Christmas. And I did it. I was cycling over Christmas because I was like, I just had this routine, and it wasn't like yeah. oh, it wasn't like oh, because I know I'm gonna eat a load later. It was like no, it's just it's just part of my day, and I finish it, and you you feel energized and you feel good. You know, it's um, and the the sleep as well. Yeah, dude, I, I'll do I'll do eight nine hours a night easy, and without it, yeah. Sure. I, without it you 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 do feel shit and interesting one one thing that i will would would like to to add on to it as well is with the the content you consume i think that is so big like social media is Huge. is crazy yeah and and what a lot of people don't realize is that you have complete control over your social media if you're watching someone and every time you see them you go why doesn't my bum look like that or oh my god they're in the caribbean and i'm here or, you know all this Unfollow them for a month and see what happens. See if you miss them. See if you miss seeing yeah. their updates. It, it might be, you might have followed them a few years ago because they were on Love Island or whatever, but unfollow them and give it a month and see if you miss seeing their posts because I guarantee you, you won't miss it. Oh, I um, you know, shared something on my story earlier that was about like, you know, the next time you see someone really happy and you're comparing yourself to them, like, remember, you don't see them, you don't huh. see the breakups they're going through, you don't see like, themselves sad at night you don't see themselves struggling for money or whatever it may be you see them like smile on instagram then probably when they post the photo then they're like back to normal so it's yeah. like it's just as you say it's a highlight reel and i'm actually lucky because i see through that stuff a mile away yeah and like i just i don't get that which is which i guess is it lucky i don't know if it's lucky because it's instilled now no so it's, it's, i think it's, just, it's a bit of both it's a but, process um, though it's a process i think is you you do start to kind of see through it and realize oh, i'm i'm looking at everything through rose tinted glasses on instagram like i don't you like as you said you're seeing the highlight reel like and actually once you realize that you start to take everything with a pinch of salt and you're like oh cool they're in the caribbean but actually you know they've actually got no money left in their bank and they fucking need to fly home because they're grand's ill or whatever you just don't know any of that but all you see is the selfie with a bikini on or you know with a six pack or whatever and, and you sit there and, and do it. But with, with, with content as well, one thing I would say is uh, whilst I do consume a lot of like the self-development stuff and, and like I said, the, the Jimmy Carr podcast, that was Stephen Bartlett's podcast he was on. Um, and, and I really, you know, really enjoyed that. And then a few, few others and high performance and stuff. But uh, alongside that, I also consume a lot of um, escapism stuff, I suppose. So I'm a, I'm hugely into like, I don't know, I, 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 it's pretty open. I'm a bit of a nerd, but hugely into like, you know, all the all the fantasy stuff, sci-fi, like anything that takes you out of this world for a couple of hours if you need to, and then and then you can come back and you do like I go to the cinema like at least once a week, you know, because it just takes you away. Nice. You, put, you put your phone away, you just disappear for two hours. You literally disappear. Yeah. 
and you go and watch someone else's story, everything, then you can come back in, you know? So I think that, that form of content as well is, is really valuable. A lot of the time that gets a bit of a bad rap, you know, Netflix in general, people are like, you shouldn't, should be on watching Netflix. You should be doing this, this, and this. And it's like, there, there's definitely a time and a place for like, literally you need to switch your brain off for a little bit, in my opinion, anyway. But again, it's it, different, yeah. different things work for different people. You know, I am. Um, I play Call of Duty quite a lot, Warzone. So yeah, that's like my, exactly. Sick. Do, do you go to cinema on your own? Yeah, I do, mate. And I, I wrote a big Instagram post about it recently. Oh, did you? I, I, I did. Just always, always really followed you the other day. Yeah, yeah, um, no, no, but, I did, mate. Um, it's 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 a real, and it was interesting. I did a poll on it as well uh, on Instagram and, and all this stuff, and it, it it was weird. I just put up a picture of the hallway of the cinema and thought, oh, I'll write something about this. And it, it really kind of, not kicked off, but it, it took off quite nice. A lot of people were talking about it and, and all this. And I got a load of DMs about it and things like that. People were like, oh, I'm going to go to the cinema next week for the first time by myself to see whatever. Yeah. And they so I said to my pals, I would like to do that. And then they were like, what, on your own? And I was like, it's a movie. It's like, it doesn't matter like who you're with. Like, I'm like, when you're in the cinema, anyway, you don't even speak to each other. No. It's like, I'm like, I don't see how that's weird. Or like, I was going to go to Nando's um on my own i think it was new year's eve after i did a run actually that's what it was um and they're like who are you going with i was like i'm, I'm going on my own and they're like oh you get a takeaway i was like no no i'm sitting in and they're like what on your own and i was like i'm, yeah. I'm eating food like you're you nuts i'm eating food like i want an andos it doesn't yeah. I, I and it's like it's almost like the i don't know what it, how to explain it just um explain it but it's like or articulate it it's like i guess the generation we live in it's like that's frowned upon like i don't see why though it's just like it, it makes me happy. I like sitting on my own and eating food. I like sitting on my own and watching a movie. Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah, I love it, mate. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I, anyone listening as well, I highly recommend it. Every time I go to cinema by myself, I have a wonderful time. Like you go, I just get in, I sit down, I keep my AirPods in until the trailers come on. And I just kind of sit there. I always get myself a little snacky snack these days, but yeah. <laughs> and I just, but I just sit there. And, and like I said, for me, it's complete escapism. I'm just by myself. I sit there for a couple of hours. You watch this film. Like I, I'm hugely into like my, my movies and stuff like that anyway. So maybe that's accelerated it for me. But yeah, there was a huge amount of people asking me like about going to the cinema by myself. It's, it's and same, same for going for a meal. You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Um, quickly, before we get off the, the content side of things, um, it's something that I'm really interested to talk to people in your field about. Uh, and that's a guy called James Smith. Um who is a is a personal trainer he's very famous now and all this stuff but he he's a bit controversial and the last guy i had on uh ben who who has his own uh wittering fitness his business he's got his own gym the one i was saying about he isn't too keen on james smith for me for me james smith has been like i don't want to say a role model but like i found james smith at a time when i left quit my job started my business and was like you know Fuck, fuck all this and uh, to be honest my ethos has always ran quite similar to him because of my years traveling i didn't go to uni anything like that but it, it always interests me to see what um personal trainers think of him so what's what yeah what 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 are your thoughts on on what he does what he what he does and his kind of way of operating mostly good but i don't like a couple of things so like, i yeah. think if a pt like not to, towards your mate at all do not mean the same towards your mate i also say this to my friend wallace and stuff i'm like if, if you don't like him if you're a pt it's probably because you're jealous yeah to some degree i'm like he's done well he's not the most knowledgeable guy in the world he's not the most this that and the next or the most whatever it may be but at the end of the day he's debunked a lot and cleared a lot of things up for a lot of people and he's he articulates it well he's got personalities i watch him not for to, to get anything from it i watch him because it's entertaining it's, it's entertainment for me yeah but like 
what I don't agree with is the whole like he's given like relationship advice and he's never went past six months in a relationship before and it's like <laughs> why the fuck are you giving relationship advice it, is, it blows my mind and it actually annoys me I'm like stay in your lane kind of thing right. but like but I actually did go to his event we went on yeah, just because I was like, I like him. I generally do like him. I follow him. I like his stuff. I watch his lives. Was that um, his like business? Was that his business? The business uh, one? No, 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 no. Show. It was just like the I don't know what it's called. It's just him and Darren. Right. Yeah, it's just the, whatever it is. Yeah, and it was it was it was basically a comedy show. Really, it was it was all right. Was it good? Um, so yeah, I don't have anything to bad to say about him apart from like he kind of oversteps his lane sometimes. But hey, I, I like him. I follow his stuff. I think he's yeah. funny. So. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 interesting. I thought, like, given given the conversation over the last almost hour that we've had, I in my brain I was like, I feel like I feel like Ian must like him because it's you you seem to have quite a similar uh, ethos and everything to him, um, you know. But yeah, it's, it's, and, uh, I mean, like, I mean, like, if I was to meet him, I can I guarantee you'd be sound. You'd be we could be friends, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, isn't and I'm like, oh, if I could be friends with him, then he must be pretty sound. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, I think he's I think he's pretty cool because like. And it's the same thing. He doesn't actually. That's a good way to compare it. Like, like I was saying, I'm not better than anyone, but no one's better than me. Yeah. Like he will literally give anyone the time of day to speak to. It seems. It seems. It comes across that way. Like yeah. if someone stops on the street for a photo, like it seems like he entertains everyone, which yeah. is cool. So yeah, I think he's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. He yeah. As, as I said, I'm. Uh, and and for me, like like I said, I'm I'm not. I don't go to the gym or anything. Uh, he I think. He was he was a bit of an influence for me starting jujitsu because he's super into that and I think he, yeah. you know, he's definitely got a lot of people into it. But there, there was a few other people as well that I was following that that made me want to do it. But um, he he was definitely a big one. But yeah, his his whole outlook on life has always been very similar to mine. And I guess for me, it's been like maybe this sounds a bit arrogant and stuff, but it's been a bit like uh, it's been cool for me to see like how much impact he's made with his like I I tried reading his book, Not a Life Coach. And, and I got like half or a quarter of the way through it. And I was like, I don't need to read this. I was like, I already think, I already think all of this. Uh, all, yeah. so his whole ethos and way of thinking. I was like, I, I've been thinking like this since I was 21. I was like, I don't, I don't need to read this, but it was cool for me to have someone of his level of success confirm that that mindset works. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was he's like, oh, still, yeah. He's got a unique way of thinking. And it's like way out of the, the norm as such, like yeah. the nine to five shit. He's just like, if I want to do this, I'll do it because I'm going to die one day and I'm going to die and I want to make sure that that's cool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, and, and like I said, I, I've, and, and I always feel bad saying this because I really hate sounding arrogant about it, but like, I've always thought that way at 18, I left, I didn't go to uni. I went to live in Australia and learned to be a windsurfing instructor. And then I, I've, you know, traveled since and stuff. So it's, and I guess with you, with your motocross, you've always had that little bit of side in you, I suppose, you know, with your, your history and, and now with your own business and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it's always always interesting to to hear uh, hear about what what people think of James Smith. Um, and then, kind of uh, lastly, just before we we finish up, um, and this is a bit of a touchy subject, but and, and I asked you if we could talk about it before we um, we hit record. But you actually put an Instagram post up about it the other day. Uh, me and you, as we are recording this on Zoom, I still might put this on YouTube. We'll see. But I'm being very lazy with YouTube. <laughs> but we are both wearing hats, and there is a reason for that. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about men's hair loss. Um, it yeah. is, it is colossal the damage that losing a few strands of protein on top of your head does to men. Like I cannot, <laughs> cannot, I cannot overstate the trauma that, that it brings for people. It's the one thing. Me and me and all my friends, and I'm sure you guys do as well. 
you, you know, you and your mates, you rip the absolute shit out of each other. And I would not have it any other way. But, <laughs> but like, we've always said, like, yeah, this is one or two things that we just don't really say. And for me, like, if anyone ever like made fun of my hair, I was always a bit like, oh, I don't really find that very funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And and I, I I suppose it's you and uh, you 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 have something similar. Um, it's it's really fucking horrible. Um, can you tell me what your experience has been like, and then and then go through what you posted about on on Instagram the other day? Yeah. So basically, my natural hairline just even from like a young age is pretty pretty um, not great to be honest. Right. And then like it was moving a little bit, and I just wasn't happy. Like to be honest, it was. It's see, like when you're when you're working out and stuff, or like it just like it goes a certain way, or like the wind and stuff. And you're just like, I'm just like, you know what? I'm like, I think about this probably every day. I'm like, I'm gonna do something about it. Simple as that. Like, I would just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, it's something I think about every day. At some point, somewhere, somewhere, I'll just fix it. Simple as that. And I was like, to be honest, for me, I was like, not many people have posted anything about it or anything. And I was like, oh, okay all right, this is pretty, pretty weird, pretty daunting. But then I was like, you know what? I was like, in six months time, I'm going to be pretty bloody happy. It's the only thing that actually bothered me in life, like where I'll probably pull me down a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, you know, if I fix that, then my life can be pretty, pretty good. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I don't really care what anyone else thinks. And to be honest, I've never had so much respect in my life from posting on Instagram. Like I had at least, and I'm not exaggerating, at least 30 boys asking me for details and like, where to do it and um, a couple of my clients are now away in February to get it done etc cetera, etc cetera, because because yeah uh, I wouldn't say it's not me but like in for people they know maybe I helped them break the stigma a little bit I don't know um, okay. for, for sure for sure you did as I said every every time I've posted um about you know hair loss or, or podcasts anything like that there's always a big reception and it's it's one of those things and men men in particular uh don't don't talk about their feelings but they especially don't talk about their feelings when it involves um uh, a physical attribute that they can't do anything about we you know we can sit yeah. there and talk about oh I'm, I'm you know men talk a lot about their physiques so i'm going to the gym and this is the workout i do and all that stuff but losing their hair uh, uh, well i mean obviously you you've gone and done something about it now for for everyone i hope you don't mind me saying this ian uh, uh ian ian went went and got a hair transplant basically yeah um in yeah yeah abroad so uh you you can do something about it but at the same time it takes the means and the time and everything to, to go and do that um i'm i'm doing something about my hair at the moment and i'm three months in and it's working like an absolute treat um and honestly i i've kind of stopped worrying about it i'd because i'm i'm five years older than you so i'm maybe i i'd kind of made peace with it a little bit but really interestingly yeah. i was out for beers with like one of my closest friends, known him for well, you know, over over ten years. We've lived abroad together for years, everything like that. And he's got like what I would say is a, he's definitely got he's got a full head of hair, you know, and it's like shoulder length and everything like that. And we were in a in a bar, and I was chatting away, and I said, "Oh, I'm I'm using this um th- this thing now." And he was like, "Yeah, man, I've been on it for years." And I was like, "What?" And I was, <laughs> he, he was like, "Yeah, I've, I've been on it for like three or four years." So I was like, "Why why have we never spoken about this?" You know, yeah, it's it, it, it really really shocked me, and it's yeah, I I don't know. Oh, I'm so like exhausted with it. It's such a difficult thing, and so many men struggle with it, and they just don't talk about it. They just sit there, and th- th- for me, the problem was like it's not like anything you can hide. 
either. Like it's a, you know, if when it, oh, it's on, it's on top of your head. I mean, you could put a hat on, but like beyond that, people are like, why are you wearing a hat? You know, it's, yeah. it, it's not something you can hide, you know, like you, you can't put a t-shirt over it or anything like that. You know, uh, people, yeah. you know, people that are overweight that wear baggy clothes to hide it or, you know, uh, anything like that. Like women wear spanks underneath their jeans to make their bum look better or, you know, whatever. You, you can't do anything about it like that. And there's, there's still just such a stigma around it. I, I truly think it's it's like it's such a bigger issue than people talk about, because I reckon every man it happens to suffers with some sort of anxiety, depression around it. And whilst it may be, you know, me devaluing the the name, the word depression, but I think it does happen to people. It does like hugely affect them. Yeah. So I didn't think of it like that. Okay. Then a girl messaged me and she was like, Oh, absolutely class for doing that. She's like, it's going to do wonders for your mental health and stuff. And I was thinking, what? Then I was thinking, you know what? It actually probably was impacting that a little bit. I didn't really think. And like, because I just thought, oh, fucking hell. But like, when you think about it, I was like, yeah, it was like draining my energy and stuff. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you know what? You're actually right there. But like, if I, I guys listen to this, like when you think about it, the way I thought about it, like when you look at females, like some of them get like, their lips done, they, they wear makeup, they get yeah. like hair extensions, they get, I don't know what else, um, whatever. And it's like, that's completely normal. You get their nails done, like whatever. Isn't it normal? So like, it's pretty normal to get like a hair transplant now. It's like so many people are doing it. Like yeah. I didn't realize until I got it. And I was like, oh my God, millions of people are getting this. I was like, because where I live, it's like quite north and stuff. And I didn't really know anyone really. Yeah. Um, I knew one or two, but I, I won't, obviously won't mention names. I knew one or two. And I was like, I was speaking to a guy in Man from Manchester when I was in Turkey, and he was like, "Yeah, like honestly, about six of my mates have got it." And I was like, "What?" I was like, "Up around, it's unheard of, kind of thing." So yeah, yeah I think it's getting a lot more normalised now. But um, if you're a guy thinking about it, I was like, "Honestly, do it." And if you go to Turkey, honestly, the price is nowhere near what you think it's going to be. Yeah, but on the on the other side of that as well, there there's a certain level of like just learning learning to accept yourself and that you're more yeah. than a few and but it, it, it's such a diff, it's one of those things that is so much easier to say it's so easy for someone to say well, you've just got to learn to accept yourself and yeah you're not going to look like you did when you were 21 but you know you've just you're not the same person and it's so easy to do that and it's like well yeah but every time i look in the mirror i fucking hate myself do you know what i mean and it's, <laughs> but it's true mate and i think yeah. that's interesting that you for me like that the mental health aspect has been so obvious because like it just drains your focus like every time you walk into a bar first thing i do is if i see a man that's losing his hair i'm like oh is my hair worse than his is he (laughs) do you know what i mean and and i'm sure you know you must have had the same oh you see a guy with really thick hair and you're like fuck i wish i had that and you're like why am i why am i focusing on this when i could be focusing on how to become a better person or, or or boyfriend or cook anything you know why am i not putting my focus into becoming doing being better at something else rather than just sitting there going wishing wishing that my genetics were slightly better do you know what i mean yeah, that's so it. I think there's there's a certain level of you know it's it's if you can go bold and accept it and be like you know what whatever it happens it's fine then fair play to you if you want to go get hair spans in turkey fair play to you there's no right or wrong way of doing it and i think that's yeah, what, that's also part of the stigma as well, because it's easy for bald men to sit and go, oh, yeah, fuck it, why don't you just, why don't you just man up and you don't need a hair transplant? It's like, well, you know, th- th- there's that aspect to it as well. For all, every man listening out there, like, doesn't matter. If your mate wants to get a transplant, let him do that. If you want to go bald gracefully, do that as well. 
yeah to be honest though like if you were doing it and if you weren't just gonna like rock whatever you you had like people were so sound to me like i generally thought people would be totally judgmental and i was like you know what? i don't really care what people think yeah. and like honestly people are like are so much nicer to me now than they've ever been and it's yeah. like i'm like it's, it's weird it's, it's, it's actually really weird so um yeah i it was a massive shock because i was like i'm gonna post it on instagram because i was like do you do you hide it or do you say it i was like no i'm definitely gonna say it yeah. um because if i have one person then guess what it's cool but it's helped more than that so i think it's yeah um i'm glad i posted it i'm glad i got it done as well Um, i am like what day is it today it's january i'm like two and a half months in so oh wow it's, it's It'll be coming soon, so. <laughs> oh, cool. so. So you actually you actually had it done quite a while ago then? October the 28th, I think it was. Oh, really? Oh, I thought you'd literally gone and got it done last week and you posted you coming back from it. Oh, wow. No, no, it was, yeah, October 28th, so two and a half months roughly. Um, nice. Yeah, there we go. Awesome, mate. Well, um, yeah, well, let's 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 start to, to finish up there, mate. I think that's quite a good note to, to finish on. Um, there's been a lot covered there. Um, and yeah, I, like I said, it, it, that, that's a, that's a part of it that I'm hugely, hugely passionate about is just male, male self image confidence and stuff in general. And obviously you're doing, uh, incredible work on, on that side. So I, I very much applaud you, mate. And like, like I said, there was a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people saying that I should get you, um, get you on the podcast and it's, it's been awesome, mate. Um, finishing, finishing up then I've got uh, a couple of quick fire questions that I always ask everyone. Um, I was thinking of changing this, but actually I, I still quite like it. And it, it has formed part of it. Like I said, before we hit record, the, the idea of the podcast is, you know, the reason it's called the after hours lounge is the, uh, ideally one day, the after hours lounge will be a physical place and it will be a place that, you know, after work men can come and they can sit and have a beer and chat and just talk to each other. Um, right. you know, and, and actually try and open a conversation. It doesn't have to be heavy, anything like that. But with, with that in mind, um, and funnily enough, this is before my relationship with alcohol had changed slightly, but what is, what is the what's the beer of choice, or are you a beer man at all? What what what's the what's the uh, what is the drink? Or actually, maybe a, maybe a better question, maybe a better <laughs> question, maybe a better question is what what do you what do you now drink when if you're trying to avoid it? Are you a are you a like zero zero percent beer man, or do you just go now? Nah, I'm just having a coke. Like how, how do you yeah how do you navigate that? I suppose we're getting back so into the podcast. Funny, far question. Funny story. I've never drunk a beer in my life. Never what? never finished a pint. I can't drink it. Like, I cannot deal with the taste. My mates will sit and drink like, like I don't know, like pint of tennis or whatever. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, mate, you do not like that. You you cannot tell me you like the taste of that. <laughs> I'm like, you're doing it, you're doing it to look manly. I'm like, you don't like that. But um suppose they do. So yeah, I can't drink beer. Like I take a sip and ask me, I can't do that. I literally just drink spirits, which is all I drink. Right. Um and if I was going out sober, I'd just drink diet cokes. Okay, um, fair enough. That's cool. But yeah, actually, funnily enough, I started having vodka, black currant waters, and you don't get a hangover. Yeah, man. Well, I feel like I didn't. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's my yeah. yeah, we were in, in Greece and stuff. We used to drink vodka. I used to drink pints of vodka soda lime because I was like, yeah, it doesn't get you hangover. Basically, yeah, you just wake up like really hydrated, but still a little bit drunk, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't really drink spirits at all anymore. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that, that's interesting, mate. Um, and then, as I mentioned throughout the podcast, uh, I am a little bit of a nerd. Um, I'm super into the kind of, you know, films, stuff stuff like that. Um, easily, this, this could lead into it. This is something I ask on, on the Instagram lives as well. Uh, what have you been, what have you been watching recently that you could recommend? Uh, and what have you been, what have you been reading as well, mate? What have you been reading? <laughs> You're killing me with these questions. So like, um, anyone that knows me knows my attention span is like, oh, so bad. Like, I can't. 
Yeah, so like <laughs> I like really like stuff that I don't know if you watched like shooter or anything like that before. Yeah. Um as kind of my genre as such, but like okay. the, to be honest, I don't really try and watch new movies much because I'll get 15 minutes in and I'll be done. So I just watch yeah. Still Game on repeat, to be honest. Nice. That's um, <laughs> my thing, yeah. yeah. I like um, so the, yeah, the one bit of Still Game that I always remember is when they're in a library and for some reason they've got like a bowl of soup and it goes flying off the balcony and just cracks a woman on the head and she's lying on the floor <laughs> and there's just soup everywhere. And he's like, oh, I think, think I've killed her. I think it's, <laughs> I, I remember watching that for the first time and absolutely dying. I need to watch Still Game again. I love it. For anyone, anyone who's not from Scotland, uh, Still Game is like a comedy about two old men living in Glasgow. And I haven't sold that very well at all, but it's really funny. It's yeah. especially funny if you if you know anyone Scottish or if you are, yeah, if you know anyone from Scotland, then you'll find it even funnier just because of the accents and everything like that. Yeah, Still, still Game's great. In terms of books, um, again, I don't read books. I listen to audiobooks because yeah, I don't have an attention span. Yeah, so, like, too. when I'm running and stuff. So, my, the most recent one I listened to was actually Joe Rogan's one with David Goggins. Phenomenal. Um, I'm listening to, or trying to listen to, I think it's called the How to Become the 0.1%. Um, so, uh, Royal Marine, I think it is. Not, not I think it is. I know it is that it has done that. I listen to stuff like The 4-Hour Work Week. Um, yeah, Tim Ferriss. Yeah, how to win friends and influence people, stuff like that. It's it's nice. um, they're all good. Um, all the usual. Yeah, all yeah, the just usual. usual. I just type in popular self development books, click the first one, let's go. <laughs> have you read? Um, have you read uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck? Mark Manson. Yeah, I've not, but I started to listen to his thing with Stephen Bartlett. Right. Yeah. Read uh, not- the the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I'm not going to say it changed my life, but I read. I read that around the time that I, I quit my job and, and started my own business. And like it, it just, re- it, it's really good, mate. It's really good. Some, a lot, some people really hate it um, and well not hate it, but they're like, no, I, I, they don't, it doesn't resonate with them. Uh, but for yeah. me, and, and given the conversation we've just had, I feel, I feel like you're fa- fairly similar, you know, brain to me, but yeah, uh, give that a read, mate. I've not listened to the podcast with Steven yet, but um, yeah, give that book a read. It's, it's really good. I think timing is quite important because you could have listened to that four years before and it could have been shit. And then, like, yeah. it didn't resonate, but because the timing was right, then you're like, oh, yeah, that's class. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If, I, if I'd read it two years before, I'd have been like, who's this dickhead? I don't understand it. It's rubbish. But, yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah, that's 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 a really good point, man. That's a really good point. But, yeah, any, anyway, if you're in that self-development mode at the moment, it, it, it's definitely um, worth a shot, I would say. Um, yeah, cool. Well, uh, guys, thank you very much for listening. Ian, quickly, before we go, where can people find you uh, on social media if they want to get in touch, anything like that? It's at Ian Finley under slash PFT on Instagram and um, Facebook's. I can't remember actually. I don't really, my Facebook's linked to my Instagram. So I just go Instagram probably the best, right. best place to find me. Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah, guys, make sure you um, check out what Ian is doing, especially, especially if you're up in the North of Scotland. And I know there's quite a few of you out there that listen to this. Um, so yeah, make sure you, you check out what Ian's doing. If you're in and around that beautiful part of the world, uh, as you know, I am at the after hours lounge. Uh, on Instagram, please give me a follow. As I said, this is my first podcast with a guest for 2022. I've been changing things up a little bit. Uh, going to be doing some solo episodes every other week as well. Uh, so you get to listen to just me talking some shit. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you very much for listening. As you know, uh, link in my bio. You can also donate to the podcast. You can buy me a beer. As I say, all this talking is thirsty work. Uh, thank you very much for listening, guys. And we will see you for the next one.